If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. The talent for so many players today, the talent in the spotlight, it's taking them to heights that their character's not strong enough to support. I'm one of those set goals, chief goals. I talked about faith, passion, obviously the drive, the guys that I've been around, and the guys that surround me every single day. If I want to be one of the best, I've got to play with and against the best. Okay, so that which gets praised gets repeated. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle, brought to you by PGC Basketball. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to the Hardwood Hustle broadcasting here in Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. I'm your host, Adam Bradley, alongside TJ Rosine. Today, we're going to be talking about the things your players consume matters and how do you handle that and what are you responsible for helping govern uh, within your team. But before we do, let's catch up with our friends over at Shot Tracker, TJ. Yeah, what are you measuring? But not only what are you measuring, but what are you sharing with your players? You know, the one thing about analytics is I think some of it's meant for us as a coach and some of it's meant to be shared. Players need to know certain things so my question for you is you know what are you measuring and what are you actually sharing with the players that they know is getting measured and you value and are you posting it do they see it on a daily basis i think players are competitive i would let them know what the analytics say all right, TJ, today we're talking about the things that our players consume matters. And I don't think any coach in America would argue that. I think they'd all understand, yes, the things they consume do matter. But more importantly, what is the role that the coach has in helping protect or govern or establish standards around the things that their players are consuming? Uh, and where do, you, where do you draw the line? Do you only govern the things that take place in a shared space within the team environment and then just kind of let players do their own thing on their own? Right, or do you try to help influence that as well, and maybe even put restrictions uh, within that, or is that kind of a violation of their own personal right? Where do you draw the line? How do we manage it, TJ? This is a topic I'm extremely passionate about, as I work with uh, athletes all over the Baltimore, Washington area specifically. I, I've, as I've gotten older, I've recognized, as many people have, that the things I consume play such a huge role in my mindset in my behavior, in my outlook on things. And I recognize when I consume garbage, when I consume negativity, man, it has such a great impact on me on the negative side. But when I flip it around and I'm consuming things of value, things of educational uh, enhancement, things that, that are pushing me forward, it changes the game. So from a leadership perspective, I'm so sensitive to this topic because I think when players are consuming the opposite, they're consuming the negative, they're consuming the foul, they're consuming the garbage that exists, it makes our job of coaches, of developing players, that much tougher, right? Because you're, you're trying to bring them two steps forward, and then they go and they start consuming stuff that takes them two steps back. And before you know it, you're fighting against the exact mindset that they are collecting and building on their own time. We're in a constant battle. Right, yeah. I'm trying to push this message. The moment they're gone, they're they're absorbing this message. Yeah, I I, I need to be able to influence that. And what role is it? You know, so I, I think it's important that we talk about it, right? Because we recognize that it matters. But what is our role to help try to protect it? Yeah, I, I got two quick thoughts for you. Uh, one is this is a hard thing to explain to a young person. You know, I think if somebody was explaining to me when I was young, hey, the things that you you know look at, the things that you're listening to. You know, those are going to affect your decisions. I'd be like, ah, it's just music. 
you know, ah, it's just whatever. And that would have been my response. So I think would have been mine too. Yeah, I think I think it's we first have to acknowledge it's a it's a tough one um, to get through to players. Now it doesn't mean it's not a, a battle worth fighting. It just means that it's not going to be an easy one. And so you can't assume that your rules are going to change everything. If you're really going to change their heart as far as the things they consume, I think it's a process that you're going to have to go through. Um, and and I that, that's one quick thought for you. The second quick thought for you is I think where you can draw the line um, is between team and individual. You know, you have control over the team. And when the team's together, you got to create safe spaces. I think it's actually an obligation to create safe spaces. You know, I mean, when I think about my own child, they came to play basketball and be on a team. They didn't sign up for a locker room full of f words and da da da. You know what I mean? Like I, I think that's I think that's fair. I think that's understandable. Now, can you control everybody's attitude when they're not around? When um, they're listening to music in their headphones, you can do that, right? And I don't even think that would be the most effective way to do it—to go after them and say, "Hey, do this, do you?" I think it would say, "Hey, listen. Here's the why behind we're going to consume good things as a team. Now, you're going to make decisions on your own on what you consume." I just want to make you aware of the effects of consuming positive and negative things. And I think laying that out to them and giving them some good reasons, I think, is a good place to start to at least get them thinking about what they're doing. I'd agree. You know, I think you're going to get a better response from the player when you approach it in that manner versus trying to put these firm rules, especially on things where they say that, you know, that's my own personal time. All right, but I, I think from a, a coaching perspective, the shared space I think if you have a if you're a coach that is trying to create a culture and build an environment that is empowering, that's uplifting, that's encouraging, I think it's absolutely appropriate to you for you to say, you know, we're not going to play certain music in our locker room, right? And we're not going to, at least when we're together as a team on road trips, we're not going to be sitting there watching videos on our phone of garbage, right? We're not going to do that because that completely contradicts the messages we're trying to build and develop within that within this team. And and I don't care at times if it means that I'm the bad guy or if it means I'm I'm not as popular as you know, but my, my goal as a coach is to try to develop and help build you up, not to just necessarily be popular and be accepted by you, right? I'm doing you a disservice if that's my goal. So but I want to be really intentional and I'm glad you brought up the why because I think the why is so important for them to understand. And I think there's some ways to kind of communicate that why, TJ. I think when you start explaining to a player, you can always use an illustration of like nutrition because I think nutrition plays perfectly for this, right? We recognize when we eat garbage, we will begin to reap uh, unfortunate benefits from that, all right? All right, things will happen as a consequence when we consume food that is garbage, right? We're not going to be as healthy. And what we go in, what goes in must come out. Like, you know, if you put a, if you're eating cheeseburgers every single day all day you're gonna feel the effects of that right but at the same time if you're consuming mental garbage over time you're gonna feel the effects of that i think players can see the parallels there yeah i agree with you i I think you know specifically what's the role of the coach here I think it's exactly what we say is our mission statement at PGC is to be a light. Like, I think your job is to open their minds to why consuming good things matters, why consuming bad things can be detrimental to their life. I think you should consume good things. I think you should share good things with them. Pull up your own Facebook, your own Twitter, whatever, and share positive messages with them. Um, you know, I, and I don't know that, you know, the music one is a little bit more difficult because, 
you know, you love country music and they love whatever. It doesn't mean just because it's positive they're going to love it. I don't know if you're actually reaching with them where they're at, but maybe there's a different type of uh, hip-hop music that's a better fit for them. Maybe there's a different, you know, whatever. You have to navigate that yourself. But I think there's plenty of times where we are putting media in front of players, and if we're not, we should with film sessions, with whatever. We should be putting media in front of our players because they are used to that and they're going to relate to that. So we have an opportunity to put positive media in front of them. And I have found that most time players, when I share really positive media with them, they respond really well. They really like it. And, um, you know, I think that uh, if we can be that light to them, then we're doing our job in that in this particular category. TG, one thing that frustrates me is this contradic- contradiction of logic that takes place oftentimes. And what I mean by that is a coach, if you, if you question the coach or, you know, you, you say, hey, if, if you had this motivational speaker and you had your players, like, listen to this speaker and watch these uplifting videos and encouraging videos, uh, would that play and have an impact on your players? Oh, absolutely. It'd be great. It'd be great. I would love that, right? But then the, they'll contradict their own logic and say, okay, so, but if that player watches this video or listens to this music and consumes this type of negative, will it have a negative? Um, it's just music. Like they downplay it, right? right? Like they, they, they understand, man, the positive would, would be a game changer. But the negative, it's like downplayed. Ah, it's just music. Eh, it's just a song. I listened to that type of music when I was a kid too, right? It all of a sudden gets minimized when other things get emphasized as having greater impact, but I don't necessarily agree. I think that's a contradiction of logic, right? Because if you believe the positive can help drive forward, then you've got to believe the negative can pull back. Yeah, I agree with you. I, um, but when I was, you know, younger, right? You know, I think that I don't know that I've been able to put that, those two together. But I think you're absolutely right, and I think that's what the coach can do is tie together those things for them and help them to understand by giving them those types of illustrations. And, and i got to be honest with you. I've heard more coaches, TJ, they go back to when they were young and they listened to certain things and watched certain things and they justify it by saying, you know what, I turned out okay. Mm-hmm. And it's just part of like the culture. Yeah, it's locker room music, you know, no big deal. And, you know, yeah, I remember when I was playing, we used to play all that, all that junk in the locker room and, hey, I'm fine. You hear this all the time, right? I, I want to challenge, if, if you're in your 30s, you know, I'm 35, how old are you, TJ? 40. 40, okay. Uh, when did you turn 40? December. In Is Orlando. It? Really? Yeah. Okay, I forgot that. Yeah. Anyways, so, but if you're in our age bracket, okay, things are completely different now. Right, the influence of this music and these this content is so much greater than ever before. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember back in high school, there'd be times where I would want to consume certain music, and I remember I there was one time I, I'll share this story. Like when Eminem's CD first came out, okay, I'm 16, 17 years old, TJ. I couldn't wait to listen to it. Get out of school. My buddy had the CD. We get in his car. We start driving around. We're, we're driving around for a few hours, and we're listening to the CD, and I was, like, enamored by it. I'm like, man, this is so incredible. This is so, so good, right? I remember I get home. I wasn't able to listen to that CD again for five days because I didn't have the CD, and I couldn't get over to the Target or the Walmart to actually buy the CD, right? Think about today, right? An album comes out. It is being streamed into the ears and into the mindsets from the moment it gets released nonstop, 24-7 in a consumption level that is tenfold of what we once had. Okay, You combine that with the social media following where you can follow these influencers, right? you're now being 
combined with it. Okay, so now it's music, but now it's also influence on social. So you're listening to it, and then you're going online and you're seeing the behaviors and the actions and different things. I, I so badly wish, TJ, that... Um, some of the the negative influencers in our world weren't so influential. Yeah. Well, and I think that it may have been that way too when we were younger. I think the platform has just changed. You know, I think that, like you said, when you can follow these people on social media, like before, I mean, if we saw a video on MTV, that was a lot, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. that was just coming out, but you'd have to watch, you know, four or five hours just to get that one video. You know, right now you pull it up anytime, doesn't matter what it is, and now you get to watch their social media, and, you know, the the harder you are, you know, the more love you get and the bigger you become, and so now... Uh, what's deemed cool and fallible is doing bad things, you know? And not that they weren't doing those bad things, not that we weren't doing those bad things. It wasn't in front of us. It wasn't in front of us, and we didn't have the platform, and it wasn't as idolized, and it wasn't as lifted up, and it was, you know... And so it's it's a different battle. I mean... And and, and think about this. These guys, you know, these individuals, you know, that are negative influencers, you know, from a behavior standpoint, TJ, they're now, like, paid influencers. Think about that, right? That... You go into a Seven Eleven, like you know, there's, there's, they're, they're on the faces of product, right? Companies are paying a big money to influence their audience because they realize they are influencers. <laughs> and sometimes the the stupider you are, the bigger the check. Totally. The more dumb things you do, which is, I mean, which is a new. It's, I mean, it's definitely a, a, a new thing for sure. Which is why I think more than ever in today's world that coaches have a responsibility to talk about these things. You, you know, and to make a point of emphasis, say, listen, we can't. Like, you've got to be careful what you're consuming. It's such a, it's such a change, you know. And, and this is not to, this is not when I hate that you know I walked uphill you know six miles to and from school like I don't like that type of thing but it, it's just so different where people would have made these mistakes you know ten fifteen years ago and it would have been their downfall mm. and now the same mistake elevates you it's crazy yeah yeah I mean it's like oh my gosh so and so got caught on a tape they shouldn't have been caught on it's like that's the end of their career. And now it's like they're number one trending. They're on fire. They're, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I think about that, that, that guy who got put in jail for a series of crimes, but he was like – he had this like super attractive mug shot. I don't know if you remember yeah, that. Like, yeah. he, he, and, he beca- and now he's a model. Like, like now he's famous. Now he's like verified on social media. He got out of jail. And like he went viral because his mugshot was so sexy, okay, that all the women loved him. And now, yeah, now he's like a, a million-dollar model and people follow him. But this guy gets put in jail for a series of crimes, but he, his mugshot goes viral, right? That's insane. It, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I've got a couple more thoughts on this, um, but let's take a quick halftime break with our friends at Team Snap, and we'll jump back in. Thanks to our friends over at Team Snap for today's halftime communication tip. This week, coaches, I'd love for you to put the sticker over your communication that says fragile, handle with care. See, if you think about it, communication is simply transferring information from one person to another or from one place to another, transferring information. Now, think about when we move physical product, especially if there's a fragile component to it. We want to handle it with care as we transfer it from one place to another. Communication should be no different. We are communicating and transferring information from one place to another, from one person to another. And I think we should handle it with the same delicate care, thought and concern and intentionality as we would maybe our valued possessions. 
This week, coaches, think a little deeper. Handle with care the communication as you're communicating with your fellow coaches or with your players. Don't just simply communicate. Be intentional to make sure you are carefully communicating. Thanks to our friends over at TeamSnap. Make sure you check out TeamSnap.com backslash hustle to learn more about the communication app being used by over 15 million people across the globe. That's TeamSnap.com backslash hustle. Get started today. TJ, here's another thing I want to challenge coaches with. All right? If you've gotten to the point where, let's say your players are listening to music, and let's say you've kind of not monitored locker room music for a while, and you, you've let them kind of play what they play and have just kind of chalked it up to – you know, the culture of, you know, the younger culture and the youth culture, and uh, that's the age group. And when you used to play, you know, and that's the type of music you listen to, and you don't really think much of it. And, you know, I, I want to challenge that. I'm afraid if you've ever found yourself listening to some of this music, let, take like a song that's a, a fairly vulgar song, for example. And if you listen to that and you just kind of chalk it up as no big deal, how desensitized are you? Yeah. I want to ask you that question, coaches. Right? If you can consume that or watch that, you know, all my, you know, I can't tell you how many of the players that I, I work with that are watching, you know, world star hip hop videos of fights, right, in schools and things like that. And they're like, oh, man, check this out, check that out. And it doesn't even register to them as being negative anymore. They've seen it so much. They've consumed and polluted their mind. How desensitized are we at this point that if you watch that video or if you listen to that music and you don't think much of it, that could be a concern. There could be a desensitizing that's like, you know what? Even that vulgarity doesn't even affect me. doesn't even register anymore because I've consumed so much of it that it doesn't even bother me. Yeah. And... I think that continues, we all continue to be desensitized, even in the little things, you know, like what you would see in primetime TV, you know, when we were growing up 10, 15 years ago, actually 20 years ago, 25 years or whatever, as long as ago as we were growing up, and what's allowable at 8 p.m. on ABC or CBS is completely different, even though it doesn't seem like much compared to the other end of it, like what you could access on your phone or your whatever. It seems like, oh, that's light compared, but we just, that... That gap keeps growing, and it's almost we're unaware of it. And the the, the acceptance bar keeps getting pushed back. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, what I mean? No doubt. Like like it's not that bad. Yeah. And, and then a year from now, like all of a sudden, what was bad isn't as bad. Yeah. And then it, it just keeps getting pushed back. I want to challenge coaches: stand strong, right? Stand strong on this stuff, and, and really recognize going back to as we kind of bring it full circle the why, right? Recognizing the power of what. Yeah positive does and you know i would i'd add a caveat to that stand strong you know in this without casting judgment i think that's where we lose a lot of young people you know i think where we go to this place of like y'all aren't listening to that crap y'all they walk away from us you know like it, it has to be phrased differently it has to be presented in a light they can understand i think young people are super smart and i think they're reasonable i just think a lot of times what they have a hard time dealing with is our unreasonableness that we the way we present it to them i i think that's the fault of you know specifically in our faith of the church i think you know not to get too specific but i think a lot of times we're at fault of that so you know do, do you want to be right or do you want to invoke change 
And if, if you want to be right, just treat them like that. If you want to invoke change, you're going to have to be more creative how you go about it. Yeah, and I don't think players also recognize it's a slow eroding process. Mm-hmm. Or coaches. I mean, or coaches. I mean, I mean, listen. We, I, I it's know a slow talk, eroding process. It is, but, but, you know, I mean, I, I don't want to get too graphic, but, I mean, it, it's not just the youth now that are dealing with a porn addiction or something like that. I mean, there's plenty of older ador- adults that are dealing with that same thing, and, and, and that's um, – and I'm not making light of that because that's that's serious. Like that's a real problem that we have, you know. And I'm sure there's people on this that are listening to it that are dealing with some sort of addiction and some sort of problem, right? And most of us are dealing with something that we're fighting. And so I, I'm not, you know, you're, you're. I don't. That's why I'm sensitive to casting a light on people. Like, well, you're dealing with this and you're desensitized by that. Like, if you've been desensitized and you've fallen into the trap of addiction to something, like you're not alone. You know, like these these coaches, they're they're not. And, the, and these players, they're not alone. It happens to people of all ages. I've seen really good young people, you know, at 16 years old and really good people at 50 years old fall into an addiction. Um, and we're susceptible to that. Both you and I and everybody else is, is, is susceptible to that. And so if you if you are battling that, um, you know, it, it, we're just talking like it's just desensitizing to people like it's, uh, you know, out there. It's not out there. It's in the people listening. It's a part of our lives. It's part of our family's lives. It's part of everybody we know dealing with this stuff and if you're in that situation we're trying to bring some uh, some awareness to the fact like gosh you know you have been desensitized like this is wearing on you this is affecting your life and uh, i'd love to see people hear this and think about changing and think about working on those addictions or working on uh, those things that have desensitized in their life to bring them back to a place of sensitivity and you know i recognize for myself tj part of the reason i'm so intentional to try to consume positive stuff is i know how easily i can slip and fall yeah, yeah. right and, and go right back into the trap of consuming stuff that's corrupting me right that that's negatively influencing my mind and you always say you've got to protect your joy but i think you got to also protect your mindset mm-hmm. right protect your mentality and you've got to do that and for me anytime i'm with my players in, in a lead them up environment we are very intentional to make sure that the music is positive right and i've got certain playlists that tries to meet the players halfway right i'm not like playing gospel music or anything like that but i'm, I'm finding music that kind of fits that middle ground okay that that gives them some entertainment and they enjoy it but but also making sure the message is clean and and I always stay on the positive side of the why right like this is why like I don't even want to get into the discussion of of going into detail about that type of music or those videos but I just think it's so important to make sure we're staying on this side of the equation because there's so much value over here mm-hmm. let's stay over here yeah let's not even run the risk of going down the other path yeah my, you know my final thought for coaches is this I just think that um a lot of times we have a hard time holding these standards because we don't want to be the ultimate hypocrite. You know, we're, we're struggling with our own things. I know I keep coming back to that, but we're struggling with it so we don't do that. I, When I first got into coaching, probably one of my biggest gaps or biggest bars was the fact that I was like, I can't get on players for this because this is exactly what I did. You know, but then once you know better and you learn to do better, one of the things I really focus on now is protecting my players from all of my pitfalls, all the things that I screwed up in or the things I want to try and help them find a better way. So just because you screw up, we're all human. There are coaches on here that are screwing up. Um, doesn't mean you can't find a better way, number one. and doesn't mean you can't help people to find a better way just because you did that in your past or you're currently doing that. doesn't mean you can't pour into people and help them find a better way. Well said, TJ. Listen. 
Just a piece of encouragement today's episode is what your players consume matters. And I think we have a role and an opportunity to help try to push them in a positive light and get them to recognize and become aware of something they probably otherwise weren't aware of or haven't thought much about it. But the role of what negative influencers uh, and negative influences that we consume have on us and the, the trap that it can put us in. Coaches, just want to encourage you to keep fighting the good fight. I'm Adam. He is TJ. Together, we are The Hustle. Till next time, we're out.